while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Back to the South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus, um, 508-996-0500, so I can get in the program. Let's actually take a call. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. John from Fairhaven. Hey, John, what's up? Just calling to say what's up. I know you're, uh, nobody really uh, is calling in tonight. Well, we had a few callers um, talking, uh, you know, asking about, uh, um, you know, the rent control stuff. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, beyond that, um, I don't know what else is going on. I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I don't. I don't want to comment on it because I don't really know um, too much on it right now. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I tried listening in a little bit today um, during the shows, and I mean, there's a there's a kind of like a mix on both sides. I mean, I saw I heard a lot of people that wanted it, and I heard a lot of people that didn't want it. Yeah, you know. So I'm not too sure. What, <laughs> I don't. I guess really that's know what the. People... I guess what that's what the ballot questions for, so they can get a, a temperature check on it. You know, see. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever shows up, I guess. I'll be interested. I mean, if it was if it was up to me, I don't think because it's, it's hot. It's like because if you're a landlord, why would you want rent stabilization? Yeah. And if you're a tenant, then you'd be like, yeah, you know, I want rent stabilization, so that way I could be, you know, you know, you, you could kind of have a mindset of, yeah, my rent will only go up, you know, a, a percentage point. You know what I mean? Versus, yeah. You know, hey, I'm gonna bump your rent up, for, you know, four hundred dollars, you know, because the water bill was high this quarter. You know what I mean? Or something. Yeah, Crazy, you know, it's, I don't know. I guess the argument, you know, uh, a pro rent stabilization or rent control argument, whatever you want to call it, a guy, you yeah. know, to a landlord would be, well, if you're doing, you know, if you're acting acting scrupulously, it won't it won't apply to you anyway. Right, right. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, hey, when uh, when Chris, what, what, what's Chris do when he's on on the show? Chris. Yeah, Chris McCarthy. What's yeah, he he, he's, he's so he's on he's on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Um, Tuesdays, okay. Thursdays, usually, uh, you know, he's got other things he's got to do. So does that mean that I can come in on, uh, on, uh, what's the day that I'll come in on the days he's not in. You want to come in on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Be, be my co-host. Yeah, I'll come in Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll co-host with you. That sounds fun. That'll be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Hey, take it easy. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. So, uh, joining us now is, uh, Adam Bass. Hey man. Hey, how you doing tonight? So you were just at City Hall? Yes, I was. Um, what happened? Well, tonight the City Council voted 9-1 to one to approve a motion by Councilor at Large Shane Burgo to put the question of if New Bedford should adopt a rent stabilization plan on the ballot question – as a ballot question, excuse me, for the New Bedford municipal elections in November. Uh, the vote was, again, 9-1 to one with Ward 3 Councilor Sean Oliver being in the negative. Voting in the negative, excuse me. They do the clap thing? Uh, yes. So a tradition they do in Massachusetts legislative bodies and in New Bedford is that when you have an inaugural speech, uh, you clap after you ha- said uh, – go and have said speech. This actually happened in the Senate today in Massachusetts with oh, yeah. uh, uh, Senator Liz Miranda and Senator Robin 
Robin Kennedy. Okay. So, uh, they were voting on the supplemental budget today. That's interesting. So I didn't know what happened in the state house. I thought it just happened in the council chambers. See, I, I, it was the reverse for me because I thought it was just, oh, it was the state house chambers. But no, clearly this yeah. must be a Massachusetts tradition. Yeah, I guess so. That's interesting. You know, everyone has their own legislative traditions. I know at the end of Sin Dine for many southern states, they like to throw their papers in the air. Uh, my friend John uh, Colvin of Louisiana says that it, it's a sight to behold whenever you get to see it. That's pretty cool. Um, so so they they did the clap thing for Sean mm-hmm. when he stood up. He said he was against this. Mm-hmm. Why was he against it? So he's arguing that rent control, which is the regulation of of rising rents uh, of apartments, would lead to a mass exodus of landlords leaving New Bedford for adjacent towns such as Fairhaven and Dartmouth. He's worried that the – and I quote, good landlords will get spooked by rent control and rent stabilization – and they don't want – they wouldn't want to do business in New Bedford because of that. Now, many of his uh, colleagues disagreed on this belief, specifically uh, counsel, Ward 4 Counselor Derek Baptiste, uh, Counselor-at-Large Brian K. Gomes, and Counselor-at-Large Naomi uh, R.A. Carney. They said, you know, good landlords, bad landlords, it's all – it's not as black and white as you think. It's all about making sure that our residents in New Bedford have a fair say in what they want to do to address rising housing prices. And okay. many of them are still skittish on uh, housing or rent control, specifically Brian K. Gomes. He said he's still not quite sold on the idea, but if voters approve of the measure in November, they will uh, uphold that that promise and and. Take a look at it. What did Linda say? Uh, Linda supported it. He, she said, She's a co-sponsor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Council President Linda Morad, for those who are not from New Bedford listening, she said that she wants to use this as one of many items in a toolbox to address housing costs and rising rent. Okay. They are also looking at expanding uh, house production. They said they all said they support uh, Governor Maura Healy's housing plan, mm-hmm. uh, even though the legislators going to have a say on that. Really, they're prioritizing housing housing expansion first, but they will say, or I mean, they do say, excuse me, that rent control is just one of many options to use to address housing crisis uh, housing prices. They approved um, Mitchell's homelessness money today. Too. Yes, they also did. So Mayor John Mitchell of New Bedford. Allocated three million dollars uh, to address affordable housing and homelessness, and they all agreed on it. Uh, I talked to Ward Six Councilor Ryan Pereira before the meeting today, and he said, you know, he didn't have a chance to talk to Mayor Mitchell about it. But looking at it, he said it's a really good idea. It seems to me that even though the the two bodies do not like each other very much, they do agree on the on the aspect of housing. Needing to be solved, or excuse me, housing needs need to be solved. We still haven't heard from Mayor Mitchell on whether or not he supports the ballot question. That, that is true, but uh, just a reminder for our listeners: if he doesn't sign it, uh, the council can override. Do they have enough this votes? Video. Yeah. And that's what Councillor Gomes told me uh, he would do if that comes to it. They need eight votes. He's got. They've got. They need eight votes. They've got nine. They've got nine. Yeah. yeah. 
anything else? Yes. Uh, they also approved another ballot measure tonight. Um, so Councillor Gomes wants to lower the mayor, mayoral term from four years to two years. Now, originally in New Bedford, that was the mayoral term. Yes, I remember. So he said, "People who don't know it. it I oh. think I think it was 2017 or 2019. It was 2017 when they passed the referendum to make it four years." So what? What Councillor Gomes says that he wants to give voters a say in how much power Mayor Mitchell or any New Bedford mayor has. Uh, Councillor Burgo also said the same thing. One of the things he likes to say in City Council is that. Per the New Bedford Charter, it is a what is known as a strong executive, weak legislative body or uh, system of government. And he has been stressing this over and over and over again when I talk to him about you know the council relationship with Mayor Mitchell. And it's you know the two bodies they don't really like each other. It's no secret. Yeah, um, the you know the thing is with strong mayor too. Um, Tom Menino said. A former mayor of Boston had said a strong mayor system is the closest thing to a monarchy you can get in America. So, um, well, well, Marcus, I I think that really shows just the way things are thought of in Massachusetts politics. Uh, You know, there's a lot of there a lot of um, a lot of towns and cities like to have strong legislative bodies, including our state house, where power is very centralized within the legislature. So, Adam, um, you said uh, – did you did you say how that was voted on the um, – how they voted on the, uh, the, the, the four-year, two-year term? Oh, they uh, voted unanimously. It was a unanimous vote. They all vote – so it's, is, that, is that to put it on the ballot? That, so what needs to happen is that it's a non-binding resolution, which means uh, – what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is – so – Go ahead. What, <laughs> So this is like an eight-year project. So they, it's a non-binding resolution. I understand. I understand and appreciate what they're trying to do because I think what they're saying is, hey, listen, you know, we should have, we should go back to two-year terms and all that. Mm-hmm. But this is a non-binding resolution asking people if they want to go to four years. Yes, uh, two years. Two years, right? Which would mean the mayor would, whoever gets elected mayor would would be doing a four-year term. Yes. It's non-binding, and so then you'd have to put it on the ballot again. But then that mayor would be running for a four-year term. Because you couldn't. Anyway, okay, okay. yeah. Well, so it's so, so it's a that's a decade long project that they're looking at. But um, I guess I, I think perhaps the idea is that maybe they think uh, Mitchell won't run again, and another mayor will go into office, and maybe they'll have, I guess, a, a, a trial run to see how that goes. But who knows? Uh, no one has announced any uh, intention to run for mayor yet. Uh, of of in in Mitchell's no, cabinet. They, no, they're waiting for him. Yeah. So um, okay. So there was so just just to recap, we got the we have the looks like the rent control question is going to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. They approved three million dollars uh, for for homelessness programs. Um, they approved uh, a non binding resolution to get on the uh, to change the mayor's term for. Four to two years. There was also another non-binding resolution. Oh God! To uh, and this was proposed by Linda Morad to see if voters want to re- repeal the Clean Preservation, uh, the 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 CPA. CPA. The I think it's the Clean Preservation Act. 
and this is the one that was passed in 2000, where it would be for affordable housing. What, community Preservation? Oh, the Community Preservation Act, excuse me. But she wants to repeal the Community Preservation Act? She wants to give voters the chance to see if they want to re- repeal the Community Preservation Act. That is correct. That's crazy. I, I got my what stuff was the re- up there. What was the, what was the reason? What was the uh, she says it's because of rising tax rates and in fa- and the fact that you know she says voters tell her why are my taxes increasing and she says it's because of the, of the CPA. Well, she knows better. So um, <laughs> it's like that's like pennies. Uh, that okay. So um, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, all right, um, I, look, I just report. What you're just happened. reporting, and I'm editorializing. So I appreciate you coming on and yeah. giving us that, that update because that is an important conversation that we're going to have to have mm-hmm. moving forward. So um, all right, Adam, anything else? Uh, yes, there was an expansion into the HDIP program, uh, okay. which was supported by uh, a New Bedford representative, Antonio Cabral. He's very excited for that. He tells me, and he also told me that. He is okay with the idea of New Bedford looking at rent stabilization. Now, in state politics, in Massachusetts politics, it really comes down to what Speaker Ronald Mariano of Quincy says and Aaron Michelowitz, uh, uh, Michaelowitz, excuse me, of Cambridge says. But it is interesting that the per- that the person who represents New Bedford, Tony Cabral, is Aaron Michaelowitz is is possible. House Ways and Means. It's, you said in Cambridge. He's in Boston. The Back Bay. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, dear. Uh, Mike Conley's in Cambridge. Mike Conley. That's right. right. Friend of the show. Yep. Oh. It doesn't matter. Lisa Kaczynski's <laughs> never going to let me live this down. Oh, dear. You're fine. So uh, the HDIP program. Um, okay. That's okay. The HDIP program, my understanding, is like uh, tax incentives to expand. That's right. Uh, expand housing, housing development incentive program. So it's basically a tax incentive pro- program to expand housing. Yep. So a lot of housing on the ballot. Yes, there I mean, is on the, a lot, the, on a the, lot of on discussion the about housing. That's, uh, I think that's encouraging. Adam, um, I appreciate you joining me uh, to give us these live updates. They're really valuable. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Yes. If Aaron, if Aaron Michaelowitz is uh, listening, I apologize for saying you live in Cambridge. You live in Back Bay. <laughs> if, God forbid, I ever... Get your your place wrong again, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. And uh, where can people go to read your work? Well, you can go to WBSM.com, as always, or if you're in the North Alberta area, North Star Reporter. But, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Bass of Mass. Thanks, Adam. Adam Bass, our City Hall reporter, doing a great job. Uh, he'll have that piece up soon on WBSM.com that you can check out. And uh looks like there's a lot that happened in that a lot a lot that happened in the uh council meeting today. A lot of that was, you know, overshadowed by the rent stabilization um rent control uh ballot question. But the two year, four year term thing is interesting. We'll have to talk about that more. Community preservation act stuff. Trying to repeal the CPA, I don't understand that. Um, it's like pennies on the dollar in terms of in terms of a significant hit on your tax rate. It's not. It's pennies on the dollar. <sighs> but whatever. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. 
Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. That's how you can join me this evening. Got some map chat messages. Ben in New Bedford says, HGIP is tax credits from uh, market rate housing. Appreciate that, Ben in New Bedford. Um, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your t- uh, me- uh, messages on the WBSM app. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Marcus, how are you? Hey, Barry, what's up? Not too much. Um, you know, I really don't know much about the, and I don't have a position on the uh, rent stabilization, but, um, you know, when I was on the zoning board, we had uh, access to a lot of resources. And so we, we would be on these different committees. There are, uh, in New Bedford, mill overlay districts. You know what those are? Um, well, yeah. All right, not, not to get into it, but basically... Uh, like where our friend you Dunn lived at the one set of mill. So you could petition the uh, ZBA to develop a mill uh, and go from uh, industrial to uh, residential. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting how it happens. But, uh, and my concern is, is making room for everybody that might get displaced if this thing does go through. So, um, in my tenure, we, we did uh, several mill overlay district, and, and uh, we converted through special permits and um, uh, uh, different permitting where, where we could do that. And there's a study out there, Marcus. Do you know uh, they did a mill study in New Bedford? Um, and I was shocked, by the way. Do you know how many mills there are in New Bedford? No, I, I couldn't even guess. Yeah, it's going to blow you away. And, you know, think about big mills, small mills, you know. Um, but there are over 100 mills in New Bedford. Wow. I, it was uh, shocking to you, right, Mark? Yeah. So, you know, I would have thought maybe 30 or 40, but, you know, when you're driving down and you see this little, you know, building, it, it, there are mills. Um, so take that and then... Take the, uh, you know, the federal tax credits that may or may not be available for these uh, these mills to, um, you know, I don't care if it's a new roof or, or if it's windows or whatever. But, you know, the, it, it's kind of interesting what's available to a an old industrial city like New Bedford. Yeah. And maybe we should also be looking at, and again, Marcus, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, how do we solve for X, but. Sure. Let's look at the resources that are available. And if you and Chris could dig up that mill, uh, I think I might even have the study. That literally, they went in depth of what the mill is, what it, when it was built, what it was producing. It yeah. had handicap. But there's so many resources for us to, to, in fact, take care of the people that get displaced, older people that yeah. might not be able to afford their house. And with this rent, whatever you want to call it, they might be displaced, but... We should be able to take care of these people, and there's a whole bunch of ways to do this. Tax credits, everything involved. And and I don't know, I just hope people look at all of the resources that are available. I was blown away. hundred, I think it's 101 mills in New Bedford, Mark. Yeah, that's a lot. I, that's more than I thought. Like you said, I was thinking like 20, 30, I don't know. Like I, can, I can't even think of 20 or 30 just off the top of my head, but... You know, and some of them are being used for stuff, right? Kilburn, Wamsutta, Riverside, all that. But there's still, that means there's no way a hundred of them are in use. That's crazy. Well, correct, correct, Mark. And yeah. that means uh, geographically, they are in different areas where we may be able to take care of 
homeless people, people that are going to be displaced by, yeah. you know, whatever this rent is. And, Mark, I don't want to weigh in on it, uh, but we're, we're a great city. And maybe we can look at some of the things that uh, were available to us at, at the zoning board back in, uh, got to be 15, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the mill overlay districts and the tax credits that could be used for that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there definitely is an issue with stock. So, um, you know, if there's, you know, what we, I guess you got to look at what, what mill buildings aren't being used right now. And, and, and if they're, you know, if housing is a, like you said, if housing is a plausible option for that. Correct. And we could revitalize that to become a tax basis for, for our city too. Yeah, for sure. Take care, pal. Thanks, Barry. You know, the other thing I will say is that I do think the surrounding towns like Fairhaven and Dartmouth, Dartmouth has actually expanded quite a bit. Dartmouth to the point where it's almost a city, right? I actually think there are cities. I actually think there are cities in the Commonwealth that are like actual cities with a smaller population than Dartmouth. Dartmouth's got like 35,000 people, I believe. But I actually think that like Fairhaven could do more. Like, it can't just be a New Bedford thing. I think Fairhaven could do more. I think you look at a, a place like the Rogers School and you see there's an opportunity for housing there. I mean, you know, frankly, some of the reactions to the proposed housing over there were like kind of like outright racist. Um, I think I remember someone saying it looks like a, they're going to build a big Melville Towers in our quaint little town. Someone literally said that. I remember someone literally saying that, right? But I think actually you could provide, I think actually like you look at a place like the Rogers School, and I know they're doing it in Oxford, the Oxford School, they're, do, they're, they're doing it, they're, they're making housing there. But you look at a place like the Rogers School, they can do it there. And there's probably some other areas in the town where um, we could, in Fairhaven, where we could build some good housing stock. I think Rogers School is a big one. There's plenty of space there. There's plenty of space to build housing in Rogers School, but there's also probably some other spaces in other uh, other parts of the town. But like you know, everybody, it is a New Bedford issue, but it's also I think Dartmouth and Fairhaven um, could do their part as well um, as as surrounding communities, maybe even Freetown as surrounding communities, right? Cushnet, you know, all these all these towns that border uh, all these towns that border New Bedford, I think could do more as well. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. I'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat if you'd like. Um, someone's asking if it's 100 empty mills. I don't think so. I think it's just 100 mill buildings. So I think like among the 100 mills is Wamsutta, Kilburn, you know, uh, Riverside, uh, the Howland Place building, right? Those are probably included, but they're not all being occupied. I think we know that. I think there's been some proposals for other housing mill buildings that can become housing. And I know there's some old schools that are being repurposed for housing. There's some other old schools that could be repurposed for housing. There are, there are options in terms of spacing. There are, there are options in terms of spacing um, for where some new housing could be built um, in, um, in, in the city. And I think elsewhere, but 508 We're also talking about rent control, uh, the rent the, the rent control slash rent stabilization, whatever you want to call it. Rent control is honestly easier to say. 
a lot easier to say. Um, so if I do end up saying that, it's because um, I, it's because it's easier. Fewer syllables. When you talk on the radio, you sometimes need to, well, I guess you could look at it one of two ways. Sometimes you need to use more syllables to take up airtime. But sometimes you talk a lot, and so you want to be able to talk more efficiently so you don't run out of gas. And so fewer syllables in that case is probably the best option. Um, But rent control, rent stabilization, whatever you want to say, um, you know, I think actually Council Mart's correct about that, uh, tools in the toolbox. What I will say, CPA, going after CPA funding is interesting because CPA is like, first of all, it's something people already voted for. Second of all, um, we have it here in Fairhaven. Uh, A lot of towns have it. It's something you opt into through ballot referendum or through, I think through, you know, yeah, I think it has, it might have to be through ballot referendum, but um, CPA is 1%, I think, of your, like, I think it's a 1% surcharge on commercial and and real estate property, uh, real estate property taxes, right? Um, In New Bedford in particular, I think there's been 7 million in funding for uh, community projects in New Bedford. That includes housing, that includes economic development, right? Um, But... Like in Fairhaven, too, uh, I sat on the CPA uh, committee in Fairhaven for a little bit, and we did a lot of great stuff uh, with that money because you get the 1% surcharge, but where you really make the money is you get a match from the state. The state gives you money for projects, like projects and housing. So $7.2 million, and a lot of that money is free. To give that up, I don't think is actually going to help very much. And to say that it's the reason property taxes are going up is, I think, deliberately misleading. But 508-996-0500 is how you get in the, the, the program. The four-year to two-year question is interesting because it's a non-binding ballot re- uh, uh, resolution. So realistically, that means like, Eight years down the road, they'd be looking at switching that to a two-year term because the way it's going to work now is, let's say everybody says yes. Let's say everybody says yes. Do you put it on the ballot again? I guess you could put it on the ballot again in two years. Mm, Maybe you could do it in two years. It's still like at least a four- to six-year process, right? Yeah, I guess you could do it in two years. Maybe that. Maybe you could do it in two years. If you do the non-binding resolution, then you could pass it in two years. Uh, uh, the, bring it up as an actual binding re- uh, referendum in two years, if you're able to do that. And then maybe it wouldn't apply. I'm not because sh- I'm not sure if it would apply to the next term or not. Because the way that worked last time was when it passed. The, when it passed. When it passed, and it passed overwhelmingly, Mayor Mitchell still had to do a two-year term and then run for the four-year in, uh, in, in 2019. He still had to do the two-year. Then he ran for the four-year. So the year it passed, I remember, wasn't the year it could have been the four-year. So the, the converse would be true 
the year passed couldn't be the year it was a two-year. They'd have to be running for that two- or four-year term. So maybe it could be brought up again in two years, and then maybe in two years you'd know that if that's permissible. I'm not even sure. It's something they literally just voted on, but I guess it's it's maybe an opportunity if enough people thought that that was a mistake to, to, to try and correct it. I don't know. I don't know. 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program this evening. Or we'll take your, or we'll take your uh, messages on the WBSM, on the WBSM app chat. Uh, this is South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus, and uh, we're here on 1420 WBSM. So stay tuned. We got Adams working tirelessly on that article. You can check it out on WBSM.com as well. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Would you like to say... As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, like a date with my wife, or going out together with my family and friends. Things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game motorsports or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member we can help we can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories find out how by visiting www.vettix.org that's www.vettix.org Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash rep. Meals from those years are hard to forget. It was all white bread and whole milk, hamburger casseroles and quiche Lorraines, all with a side of cigarettes. We ate salads as desserts. We knew a party was classy if it had a cheese log. And we never missed an after-dinner smoke. It didn't matter if we were in our dining rooms, a burger joint, or the ritziest of restaurants. There'd be an ashtray on every table. And that very particular flavor in every meal. We smoked for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's amazing that our food could taste like anything else. If that was you, then get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome back to the show. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Okay, Marcus. Good evening. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Well, I'm hanging in there. Great. Okay, Marcus, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you the other night, okay? 
What do you think the mayor is going to do about this? This, you know, rent thing. I mean, I don't know. I know. I know you don't know. I didn't ask you what you. I want. would guess. I asked you what. You, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my guess is that he's going to. I, I think he's going to say no to the ballot question and no, and would. I don't know. I think he'll say no to the. The, the, here's the thing. It's it costs nothing to put it on the ballot, and then to say, and you know it's going to be on the ballot anyway. So if you want to maybe get ahead of it, it's an election year. I think that might weigh into his decision a little bit. Um, it's an, you know. I think he votes no on it. I think he does too, and I think he gets overridden. But and then he votes no. Then can he? Can he? Can he come back and, and say no again? With well, his, his the solicitor can the solicitor can kibosh it. Well, that's um, the solicitor, so he's going to kibosh it. He could. Yes, I think he will. It's the solicitor. He works for he works for the mayor. It's his way of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you done? <laughs> what a what a great statement! I'll tell you. I I, I think I, I mean I'm only guessing. The thing is, is that. He, he could do that. I think he. I honestly think if he rejects it and then the solicitor kicks it off the ballot, he looks a lot worse. Um, well, when does that ever bother him? Optics is the optics <laughs> is not good on that. When does that ever bother him? How he looks? He in an election year. In an election year. Well, there's nobody out there to go against him. You and I both know the guy that could give him a run for his money, but that's probably not going to happen. No. Okay. But but again, that's the guy. Okay. Mm. Let's go to another thing. Fairhaven, like you said, yeah, Rogers School could be a place where you give housing to people. However, let's look at Fairhaven's other housing. We just went through uh, Oxford Terrace. Who's in there? Um, but Oxford Terrace, I'll I believe I'll that's... answer for you. Elderly, right? Yeah, it's senior. Yeah, yeah, senior. yeah. yeah. Uh, Sacred Hearts. Who's in there? Uh, I would think seniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got a little thing there near the... Uh, uh, near the Hastings Middle School there. That, um, you know, there's a little thing when you yeah. go. Who's in there? Seniors. Uh, who's <laughs> near the police department? Uh, I don't think those are seniors. Oh, I know a guy that lived there. He passed away. He was a senior. Yeah. So I guess Fairhaven could help with seniors, okay? Obviously, if you let some of the city's disadvantage go into the town, whether it be Fairhaven or Cushion or Dartmouth, that's going to mean money, because mm-hmm. they've got children, they have to go to school, they have special needs, to tee, to ta, to toe, okay? So, you know, consequently, and I just don't want to put all the heat on Fairhaven, uh, a Christian that's got a, a thing there, it's Presidential Heights or something like that, who goes in there? Seniors. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like the disadvantage will probably have to be somewhere in uh, New Bedford. And Dartmouth, I don't know what they they got. they got Solimar, I think that's about it, I don't know. Yeah, would they have any you know any more than that? So, and it is it is a regional problem. You know, uh, uh, it would be in the past. New Bedford could could take it all because New Bedford had the factories and the Goodyear and the Revere Copper Brass and Chamberlain. So you know, New Bedford could take it all on. But it, things are changing, and as New Bedford, as Chris says, as so goes New Bedford, so goes the towns that surround it. You know, that's yeah. the thing. And uh, you know, good luck. I, I, I know in your heart. You'd like to see Rogers School open up and everything, but that—that's another. I'd like it to be housing because I, yeah. I think everything. I, I think everything else is BS. I think everything else is a is a is a is a pipe dream. But it's a Fairhaven thing. That's the Rogers School that yeah. Henry Huddleston Rogers gave to the town. Well, they've got two options. Mm-hmm. 
they can do that or they can knock it down because mm. because it's getting to the point now where it's been around for 10 years mm-hmm. there hasn't been anything done i want to start swearing there no, hasn't no, been anything do done there hasn't been anything done to it and it's like this th- this this is a problem that should have been solved already so i honestly think if they're not going to move forward with i think everything else is a pie in the sky if they don't move forward with housing then there's really no other option well again unlike the the oxford school which isn't henry huddleston rogers oriented you know that that that's the problem. That's the center of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the sh- the show place area to live in. I would say in Fairhaven, unless you go out the neck or something like that. Okay, no, and I'm uh, partial North Fairhaven it's myself. In, it's well, North Fairhaven is <laughs> for the people. I've lived all over. To get I, over. <laughs> I lived all over, but and North Fairhaven is for the people in New Bedford who could get into uh, <laughs> yeah. in, into uh, tenement housing in Fairhaven, sure. and it was a step up for them. Let's face it, that's what it is. <laughs> but if you came from the center. Well, now, hey, you know, you're in the center, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so, but again, uh, it, it does have historical significance. Uh, it's, it's a Henry Huddleston Rogers building, and, uh, you know, uh, I, again, if they do open up that, I would assume there's seniors that would go there, too, as well. You know? It could be, but that's still an issue that needs to be, even if it is, it's still something that, it's still ameliorating a problem. Yeah, it is. It would be helping it somewhat, okay? Mm-hmm. But again, you're a young person, and uh, again... Uh, for now. Well, you are a young person. <laughs> you can't run for president. You're not 35 That's yet. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. But Joe Biden could run for president, and he's, he's, yeah. he's like Methuselah, you know, that sort of thing. But nonetheless, uh, uh, you know, uh, things there in, in Fairhaven, I think as you spend more time there, you'll find that they're a little different than... You, maybe some of you younger people that are there will be able to change it, but there's uh, all the forces that I think would be difficult. To oh, change. yeah. No, well, that's for sure. I'm sure you're going up against it. you got to tighten your belt and you got to sharpen your pencils. I know. Pockets. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, my friend. I won't, I won't keep you much longer. I mean, you know, uh, but it's, it's interesting. But by the way, in a, in a cushion, I went by a place there near uh, um, Custom Auto, and uh, I don't know if it's Faven or New Bedford, and. Uh, uh, the the hut there, the fish hut or whatever. There's a James Ferrell there. Any relation to you? Is it James Ferrell Square or something? I do not think so. Oh, okay. uh, if 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 there is, a, a, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Well, that's the first time I saw it the other day. I was driving in that area <laughs> near the what is it, the fish hut and Custom Auto, and I saw it on, yeah. the, on the side there before you get to the. Uh, uh, it could be. I mean, honestly, it could be, and I just don't know. Like, I still meet people that I'm apparently related to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. Is that the case? <laughs> Maybe. No, that sort of thing. But, it, again, it's interesting. And, again, like, uh, going back to where you're, uh, your mentor, yeah, as New Bedford goes, so go the yeah. surrounding towns. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll and, and I guess we'll see how this goes. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Okay, my friend. You take care of yourself, huh? You as well. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Here's what's happening this week on... Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Fair. We're just closing up the Thursday night show. What a what a show it was. I want to thank my guests, Lisa Kaczynski of Politico. I want to thank Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro. Great guests, great conversations with them. I want to thank everybody that called in today, that messaged me today, and we'll be back tomorrow. We've got City Councilor Ian Abreu. He's going to talk about why he would have voted no on the ballot question tonight. So he would it would have been a 92 vote. He would have joined Sean Oliver in voting no. And he's going to explain why. And he said he's going to vote no against a veto, uh, a veto override if there has to be one. 
So, and I think Ian wants to talk about some other uh, important issues uh, as well. So we're going to be joined by Ian, and then we're going to be joined by Fairhaven Animal Control Officer Terry Cripps. I love having Terry on the show. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. People have to, you know, can ask questions about pets and whatever, and he's always got interesting stuff to say. So our Friday night show is going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys tune in. I know you will. I know you'll call in. I know you'll message on the WBSM app chat. Me and Chris, we're going to have a great time tomorrow. We've had a great time tonight, you and me. And Adam Bass, who, by the way, has got a piece that's going up on WBSM.com that you can check out. So... I want to say this. I might, I might, I might reserve some time and space to talk more about this next next week, um, or maybe tomorrow. But I, I was, I was shocked to to, to hear that um, Bishop Conley is closed. Actually, I shouldn't say I was shocked. Maybe a little saddened to hear that Bishop Conley is closing. Yeah, I was talking about this earlier. Like, you know, I, I went to I went to Stang, and we always had like a very like fierce competitive uh, rivalry with Bishop Stang, Coyle Cassidy. Bishop Fian and us, you know, we're each, it was basically each of the four cities in Bristol County were represented by a Catholic school. And now it's just staying in Fian. It's, I, you know, and it looks like those are the two schools that people are, they're, they're going to move to. But I mean, really, what happened? What happened? I don't know. Thanks for joining me. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday. We'll be here with Chris, City Council at Large, Ian Abreu. We're going to be here with Favorite Animal, Animal Control Officer uh, Terry Cripps, and we're going to be here with you. 